Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, July 6th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. A nonprofit research group's study of healthcare systems in all 50 states shows Missouri does not do very well. Those numbers sort of indication that Missouri struggled a little bit. Missouri was among the worst when it came to COVID response and overall performance. We'll hear from one of the researchers who assembled that report in just a few minutes. Operators of a proposed silica mine south of St. Louis want a judge to override a local law in St. Genevieve County that prohibits building such facilities near wells, waterways, and residences. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, the owners of NextGen Silica have filed suit against local officials in county court. St. Genevieve County commissioners passed the law in May. It would keep the silica mine from opening. NextGen wants a judge to throw it out. Officials passed the ordinance after an outcry from local residents. Activists claim the silica mine could endanger people's health, contaminate groundwater, and disrupt ecosystems in nearby state parks and natural areas. Jillian Ditch-Anslow is a member of Operation Sand, a group of residents who oppose the mine. We're confident um, in the validity of our ordinance, in the soundness of it, and we are confident that it will be upheld in court. Next-gen operators claim silica mining is safe and that the ordinance is arbitrary and unlawful. They argue only state agencies can pass such laws. I'm Sarah Fentum, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis officials might adjust some policing strategies after roughly 20 people were shot over the July 4th holiday weekend in the city. Nearly 10 have died. Public Safety Director Dan Isom says authorities thought they were ready for the weekend, but it, quote, was not what we expected. There is usually a spike in violent crime over the July 4th period. Officers shifted to mandatory 12-hour shifts this summer. ISOM is hoping there will not be many similar weekends for the rest of the year, but adds officials will continue to examine their approach in finding ways to improve public safety. The Democrat who wins the August 2nd primary in Missouri's 1st Congressional District is likely to also win in November. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, the shape of the new district could impact the final vote. Stephen Roberts says when he was elected to serve in the Missouri Senate, he intended to serve a full two terms. However, after he disagreed with several votes and decisions by incumbent Representative Cori Bush, he decided to run against her. Through the redistricting process, some southern parts of the district that voted for Bush in large margins were moved to the surrounding second district. Roberts says making changes to the map to ensure a stronger minority-majority district was a priority of the Missouri Legislative Black Caucus. You know, if you compare the numbers between the House version and what was truly agreed and finally passed, um, on all fronts, we were able to increase minority representation. The new 1st Congressional District no longer contains parts of Maplewood and Richmond Heights and instead absorbs other areas like Clayton. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Charles County's prosecuting attorney has been arrested on suspicion of driving while intoxicated. The Post-Dispatch reports Tim Lomar was booked in Lake Ozark early Friday. He was released a few hours later. Charges have yet to be filed. The newspaper reports Lomar has released a statement saying he's innocent of any wrongdoing. The St. Louis Association of Community Organizations and a local social justice group are bringing tiny community libraries to seven North St. Louis neighborhoods. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports the organizations want to help children and adults in North St. Louis 
read more books. Volunteers for Change and Action for Racial Equity and the community organizations already have installed four pop-up libraries across St. Louis neighborhoods north of Del Mar Boulevard. The project is part of the National Free Little Libraries Initiative to give communities more access to books and promote literacy. People in the Covenant Blue, Vandevender, Lewis Place, and West End neighborhoods can pick up and drop off gently used books. Ruth Banks is a member of the Social Justice Group's board. She hopes the project inspires children to become avid readers. You know, it only takes one or so book for a kid's imagination to be ignited. In the coming months, six more little libraries will be placed in Fountain Park, Academy, and Visitation Park neighborhoods. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. The Commonwealth Fund uses data each year to rank health care systems in all states and Washington, D.C. Reporter Gregory Holman asks Commonwealth Fund senior scientist David Radley about the national scorecard and Missouri's low ranking. So this year's scorecard took a look at over 50 measures of performance. We saw that COVID really hit states quite differently. We found that states that had historically strong health systems, states that had low uninsured rates, that tended to get high marks for care quality, in states where people living in them tended to have better than average outcomes, those are the states that really proved to be the most resilient uh, as the pandemic was unfolding and, and got the highest rank. On the flip side of that, we saw that states that tended to have a little bit lower than average performance, so maybe they have higher uninsured rates, maybe the marks for care quality tend to be a little bit lower before the pandemic. Those are the states that seem to get hit particularly hard during the pandemic. And, and I think that's really where, where Missouri falls. This year, we saw Missouri ranked 47th overall when we consider all you know 50-some-odd measures in the scorecard. But on that smaller composite of the seven measures that were specific to COVID, Missouri ranked 40th out of 50 states, plus D.C., so 51. Those numbers sort of an indication that Missouri struggled a little bit. I want to be clear. I don't want to downplay this. The pandemic has hit all states very hard. Right. And so when we talk about Missouri ranking 47, your study highlights some good areas, some improved indicators and top ranked indicators and some underperforming ones. In terms of less positive areas, in, in terms of, you know, indicators that got worse in Missouri, preventable hospitalizations for those adults of working age, 18 to 64 got worse. And just in terms of bottom ranked, uh, we have very little public health funding here in the Show Me State. Any comment on those aspects? It's really useful to think about these as, as being hospital admissions for things that you could really be treating or managing with really strong primary care. For example, this might be you've required a hospitalization for complications of diabetes. If you're really sick with diabetes, going to the hospital is probably the right thing. But if you're managing your diabetes, you've got your care management plan with your primary care doc, you should be able to avoid most hospitalizations related to diabetes. And and that's the kind of thing that's included in this measure. And so when we see high rates of avoidable hospitalization, it's almost always an indication that maybe you need a little bit more investment in primary care. Missouri also didn't rank super high on many measures of healthcare access. Of course, being able to access a primary care doc, it has a lot to do with whether or not you you have health insurance, whether or not you have a usual provider, you know, somebody who you think of as being a usual doctor, These are important predictors of being able to manage chronic disease if you have some sort of chronic illness. And, you know, Missouri has 14% uninsured rate. That's 38th in the country, again, out of 51, so much higher than average. More Missourians are more likely to report avoiding needed health care because of its cost. Missouri ranks 43 on that indicator. 
So some of these other healthcare access indicators, I think, are actually playing into those high rates of hospitalization uh, for these preventable causes. In terms of the states that did better than average, Hawaii and Massachusetts scored much higher than the other 50 states, including those better than average ones. Briefly, what are they doing right? When we look over the, the ways that the pandemic has played out across states, we saw the states that had historically strong health systems tended to do best overall. And that sort of includes Massachusetts, Hawaii, and a few others. So these are states that have made big investment in healthcare access. Massachusetts had a law, a personal mandate for health insurance coverage long before the Affordable Care Act. The, and the Affordable Care Act was sort of modeled after that particular law. And so Massachusetts has also had just a very long tradition of a huge amount of investment in both healthcare delivery and in public health. And those things are playing out. In Hawaii's case, again, very low uninsured rates. Hawaii's got some particularly interesting laws uh, that other states don't have around affordability, particularly among people who have employer-sponsored coverage. In terms of the health of Hawaiians, is it makes sure that healthcare remains affordable. And, of course, when healthcare is affordable, Hawaiians can access care you know, more readily, and that, of course, helps with health outcomes, and it sort of it's a trickle-down effect. You know, we really think of, of healthcare access as being the foundation that the rest of the system is built on. David Radley is a senior scientist with the Commonwealth Fund. He spoke with reporter Gregory Holman. While Missouri ranks 47th in the nation in the Commonwealth Fund's most recent report, Illinois comes in 22nd. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.